week 14 of the 2022 NFL season has just concluded. It was a weekend where some teams are looking to stay relevant in a playoff push, while some have fallen. We also saw Brock Purdy lead a great game for the 49ers in their win over Tampa Bay. He was drafted as mystery relevant during the 2022 NFL draft. Can he redefine that term? Let's talk about that more, but first... Let us begin. Hello everyone, welcome to Bruce Stilled. For this edition of Bruce Stilled, we're recapping NFL Week 14 of the 2022 NFL season. We are now halfway into December, with two weeks left of the month in the most critical month of the NFL season. If there's anything we saw in Week 14 of the 2022 NFL season, it definitely does show us who's still relevant and also who's irrelevant in the rest of the season going forward, as you're now making the final push for the playoff season. Some teams are still in a bubble, some teams are in, but things are still be determined right now is who will get the top seed in the AFC and SC Conference for the playoffs. The Eagles clinched a playoff berth while some teams are vying to get into the playoffs. Right now it's still out of order, but soon it'll be all in order as you now go into the playoffs, as the month of December is by far the deciding factor. So, for this edition of Bruce Still, recapping a handful of games, along with the questions and observations that came from Week 14 of the 2022 NFL season. But first still, what beer am I pairing for Week 14 of the 2022 NFL season? Well, that beer is called Fantastic Day, a West Coast Hoppy IPA from Flatland Brewing in Elk Grove, California. This West Coast IPA is brewed with Centennial, Chinook, and Amarillo hops. It's a very easy West Coast IPA to drink with a really nice flavor to it and a nice filtered coloring. It comes in a 16-ounce can with a 6.7 ABV. And again, that beer is called Fantastic Day, a West Coast IPA from Flatland Brewing in Elk Grove, California. A perfect IPA to drink while watching an NFL football game. And before I begin my recap, a week 14 of the 2022 NFL season. If you're looking for a good gift for the sports fan your family, or also fans of espionage, do check out Kevin Bryant's book, Spies in the Sidelines, The High Stakes World of NFL Espionage. I had Kevin Bryant back in the summer here in Bruce Stilled to talk about his book that talks about NFL espionage. It's a very entertaining book to read, very much eye-opening, very informative, very thrilling. It's definitely a book you want to read and reread right after reading it. This book is unlike any other in the NFL, because it shows us a world of the NFL many of us never knew about until Kevin Bryant wrote a book about it. The book is available on Amazon, Bards Noble, and it is most definitely a perfect gift for the sports fan and your family. And again, the book is called Spies on the Sidelines, The High Stakes World of NFL Espionage by Kevin Bryant. Definitely do check it out. So let's go ahead and recap week 14 of the 2022 NFL season. Starting with my first game on the list. The first game on the list is the Thursday night game between the Los Angeles Rams and the Los Vegas Raiders. This game is Baker Mayfield's first game for the LA Rams as their starting quarterback after being released by the Carolina Panthers, and where Baker Mayfield helped lead the Rams to victory in this game and win over the Raiders. Baker Mayfield threw for 230 yards and one touchdown. It was a low-scoring game with the final score being 17-16, and it was an ugly day for the Raiders as this loss now deals a serious blow to the playoff aspirations as it now appears to be over with, as they now go to a 5-8 record while the Rams are now 4-9. 
This one will likely not salvage Rams season, but does add some new life to Baker Mayfield's NFL career. And if Matt Stafford does indeed retire after an NFL season, the Rams could maybe be the new team for Baker Mayfield, and he could be their starting quarterback as he might be entering a rebuilding phase. The question for the Rams is, what happens to Sean McVay after the season? More on that later. But going back to Baker Mayfield, despite what happened to him in Carolina, he is indeed still relevant in the NFL. Game number two on the list is the New York Jets and the Buffalo Bills. In the game that many saw as a exciting game for the AFC East, the Buffalo Bills won against the New York Jets by a score of 20-12. It was a game where Jets quarterback Mike White took some serious hard hits in this game for the Buffalo defense. The Buffalo defense was indeed a deciding factor in this game, as the Buffalo Bills are now 10-3 in their record, and most likely they will be the winner of the AFC East. But the Jets do still have a chance at a playoff race, as they are still in contention, but barely. And just like the Dolphins, we maybe see three teams from the AFC East in the playoffs. But the New York Jets cannot afford any more losses going forward, should they indeed make the playoffs. And they might need some help for some NFL teams, and what could turn out to be some really wild playoff scenarios. But right now for the Jets, despite today's loss, they're still in the playoff race, but barely. But it could still happen. But going back to the Buffalo Bills, they are by far the most relevant team in the AFC East. But for the AFC Conference, the most relevant team in the AFC Conference is the Kansas City Chiefs. Game number three is the Dallas Cowboys and the Houston Texans. And another ugly win, this time over the league's worst team, the Dallas Cowboys won their game against the Houston Texans by a score of 27-23. That's bad. I mean, it's a good win for the Cowboys, but they should have won by a much larger margin. When I think about this game and how it could have gone for the Cowboys, I'm like, because they should have won this game much bigger. 27-23, that's an ugly win. And it's no excuse for the Cowboys you're playing that way. Especially in the month of December. I'm like, bullcrap. Anyways, Dallas Cowboys quarterback Dak Prescott threw for 284 yards with one touchdown and two interceptions. Jesus. A late score in the fourth quarter sealed the deal for the Cowboys. The Texans tried to hail Mary to win the game, but that failed. Allowing the Cowboys to pull off the win, but in a very ugly fashion. The Cowboys are now 10-3, and three, tying them with the Vikings for the NFC Conference. Yet, this win also does show some problems to the Cowboys, as this win should have been much much larger in terms of points. And it might have shown some deeper problems for the Cowboys, whose next game is against the Eagles on Christmas Eve. And this game against the Eagles might very well decide the rest of the Cowboys season and their playoff aspirations in terms that they're going to get the number one seed in the NFC Conference. The good thing is the Cowboys are still relevant in the NFC East, but when it comes to the NFC Conference, they are relevant, but the Eagles have more relevancy right now. And this game against the Houston Texans, the way it went, and the ugly win really does add to the skepticism the Cowboys have right now, and also they're a team that's all about hype. They should have won much bigger. We shall see if they can redeem themselves against the Eagles on, of all days, Christmas Eve. The fourth game on the list is the Minnesota Vikings and the Detroit Lions. The Detroit Lions won a key divisional game in this win over the Minnesota Vikings by a score of 34-23. Lions quarterback Jared Goff threw for 330 yards and three touchdowns in his win for the Lions as he now rise to a 6-7 record, which keeps him in contention for a wildcard spot in the NFC Conference for the playoffs. The Vikings are now 10-3, tying them for second with the Cowboys in the NFC Conference for the number 2 seed. This win for the Lions also does show them as indeed a legitimate and relevant team in the NFL that is also in the making, as they do see this team continue to make progress in this season and also for next season. Could this team end Green Bay's long-time reign NFC North? More on that later in the question 
Questions segment. The fifth game of the list is the Philadelphia Eagles against the New York Giants. By a dominating fashion, the Eagles won this game by a score of 48-22 over the New York Giants. The Eagles also clinched a playoff spot with this win. However, the number one seed is still being contested in the NFC Conference, as the Eagles still have competition from the Vikings and even the Cowboys. But the Eagles are also still to make a tender to secure the number one spot, as their record is now 12-1, and unless they lose their next two games, they might lose the number one seed. I do not foresee that happening. For the Eagles at this moment, even though they will have a challenging game against the Cowboys on Christmas Eve, which right now is the main threat for the Eagles for the number one seed in the NFC Conference. The Giants now, they're now 7-5, and five, and their playoff aspirations are probably over with, as now they're in doubt, as in the month of December, this very well could end their season if things keep going the way they've been going for the Giants. But for now, the Eagles are still on top in the NFC Conference, and unless the Cowboys stop that from happening, they might very well make the number one seed in the playoffs for the NFC Conference. Because the Eagles right now are the dominant team in the NFC East and also the NFC Conference, and that may not change anytime soon. This now brings me to the next game of the list, and that is the Baltimore Ravens versus the Pittsburgh Steelers. The Baltimore Ravens secured what many see as an upset victory over the Pittsburgh Steelers. By winning this game by a score of 16-14, the Steelers lost their starting quarterback, Kenny Pickett, to an injury, who was replaced by Mitch Trubisky, who threw for 276 yards and one touchdown and one interception in this loss to the Ravens. The Ravens were also without their starting quarterback, Lamar Jackson, who is still off due to injury, and the Ravens are now 9-4, which keeps them in contention to win the AFC North, even though the Bengals may likely win that division. The Pittsburgh Steelers are now 5-8, and eight, and this loss does endanger their hopes of having a winning season. The main question is, can the Ravens win the AFC North without Lamar Jackson? And there's also another question in this game that does involve the Steelers and that does involve the coaching staff, which I'll get to later in the questions segment. The next game of the list is the Kansas City Chiefs and the Denver Broncos. In AFC West matchup, the Chiefs dominated the Broncos by a score of 34-28. It would turn out to be a very close game in the end. Broncos quarterback Russell Wilson threw for 247 yards with three touchdowns and one interception, and he also left the game early to a possible concussion. Chiefs quarterback Patrick Mahomes threw for 352 yards, three touchdowns, and three interceptions. The Chiefs are now 10-3 and as revived for supremacy for control at the AFC Conference against the Buffalo Bills. The Broncos are now 3-10, and and the clock might be ticking on their head coach, Nathaniel Hackett. But he said the only problem in Denver was a Broncos season one that could have been years in the making. I'll discuss more on that later. This now brings me to the next game of the list, and that is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the San Francisco 49ers. This was Tom Brady's second game facing a 49ers in his NFL career. Tom Brady and Tampa Bay lost in a dominating fashion by a score of 35-7. There was also something very symbolic about this game, in where the 49ers were led to victory by third-string quarterback Brock Purdy, who was the last pick in a 2022 NFL draft. Purdy threw for 185 yards and threw for two touchdowns, and also had a rushing touchdown. The 49ers are now 9-4, as they're most likely now to win the NFC West. There is also growing speculation for Brock Purdy being able to lead the 49ers to the Super Bowl, which, if that happens, it'll indeed be big, and it'll also forever redefine the term Mr. Irrelevant in the NFL draft forever. As for Tampa, they're now 6-7, and seven, and although they do remain on track to make the playoffs and go into the wildcard round, the rest of the schedule for them will bring challenges. We shall see what the next few weeks bring for Tampa Bay, because right now they are still in playoff contention, and they could also win the NFC South, but they must win the rest of their games going forward, because the rest of their schedule is going to be challenging 
and they cannot afford any more losses going forward. But this is Tom Brady we're talking about, and there's one guy who can make that happen and take Tampa Bay to the playoffs is indeed Tom Brady. But the star of this game is Brock Purdy, the third string quarterback from the 49ers, who definitely has the potential to become a star quarterback in the NFL, and also being one who will forever redefine the term Mr. Irrelevant in the NFL Draft. And that there concludes my list of games that stood out from week 14 of the 2022 NFL season. So, to recap now done, let's go and talk about the questions from week 14 of the 2022 NFL season. This now brings me to the questions segment from questions that stood out from week 14 of the 2022 NFL season. Starting with number one, and that is, will Baker Mayfield play a role in a rebuild for the Los Angeles Rams next season? I say that's definitely a possibility if Matt Stafford does indeed retire after the season, which could definitely happen after the season's over. If Matt Stafford does retire from the NFL after the season, which does remain a possibility, Baker Mayfield could be the guy the Rams turn to to lead the Rams in a potential rebuild for the Rams. But that may only be how far Baker Mayfield gets with the Rams, and it's only part of a rebuilding process, as the Rams are probably start looking for a new quarterback to replace Baker Mayfield probably the next two to three years. So I don't think Baker Mayfield be the long-term solution for the Rams, but he could be a filler quarterback, a guy that helps the Rams in a rebuilding phase, while the Rams rebuild their roster while looking for another long-term quarterback, most likely in the draft. The Rams right now ahead of them do have a rebuilding phase ahead of them. They definitely took a lot of losses this season. They're lacking draft capital, and cap space might very well be an issue for the Rams. So the Rams, in my view, are looking at a long-term rebuild of their franchise going forward. We just don't know how long the rebuild is going to take, who's going to be involved, and if Sean McVay will stay around as their head coach, or if he'll retire from the NFL and take a job in television. But right now, I do see Baker Mayfield having a short-term feature with the Rams, maybe for two or three seasons, but only for a rebuilding phase for the Rams. But he's also not right now the long-term solution. But despite all that, though, he definitely could be a quarterback they can turn to in a rebuilding phase. And that there is a future I do foresee for Baker Mayfield in the NFL. I don't think he's on his way out in the NFL. I definitely do see a future for him in the league. And that future role could be serving as their starting quarterback in a rebuilding phase for the next two to three years for the Los Angeles Rams. Question number two is, do the Buffalo Bills have enough to win the Super Bowl? Well, right now, I say they're probably short of winning the Super Bowl this season, given the injury from Von Miller and also other issues on their team. I think right now, the Buffalo Bills don't fall short like last year, allowing for the Kansas City Chiefs or maybe the Bengals to represent the AFC in the Super Bowl. I just think that Buffalo Bills are probably not there yet, but maybe next season. If Von Miller was not injured and still playing for this season, then maybe they have enough to go to Super Bowl and win. But I think that given the injuries of Von Miller, along with how their matchup against the Jets went from an offensive perspective, I just don't think the Buffalo Bills are there yet. I think they'll fall short most likely in the playoffs. I do see them going up against somebody in the AFC Championship game, most likely the Bengals or Kansas City. But I think that is where they fall for this season. The Buffalo Bills are indeed a good team. They're going to win their division to AFC East, and maybe they could get the AFC top seed, even though I think they will go to Kansas City. But I think when the dust settles, the Buffalo Bills will fall short for this season in terms of going to the Super Bowl. But they're in a good position for next year, and maybe they could change their fortune this season with better performance with their offense and games, which could still happen. 
but there's one thing that Buffalo Bills might want to look at, and that is, they could end up like the Los Angeles Rams in a few seasons, maybe sooner in terms of dealing with the collapse of their franchise, and also as a result of that becoming a shipwrecked franchise for the next few seasons. The Buffalo Bills are not there at this moment, but if they're not careful with free agency and a salary cap, they can not only fall short of winning the Super Bowl, but also collapsing as a franchise, forcing themselves into a multi-year rebuild phase. They still have time to avoid that worst case scenario, but the Buffalo Bills, from what I'm seeing, definitely do not want to end up like the Rams without getting a Super Bowl for their franchise. Question number three on the list is, what is happening to the Dallas Cowboys? Are they getting exposed? Is the hype catching up to them? Or are they going to games too cocky and allowing teams like the Texans to take advantage of that? The Dallas Cowboys game against the Houston Texans was indeed a blunder. They won that game, but it's also slapping one at the same time, showing the Cowboys might have gotten exposed, and that indeed could open some deeper issues for the Cowboys that could very well wreck their season later in the month of December. In two weeks, they're going to face off against the Eagles on Christmas Eve in a rematch, and this game will be played in Dallas. The Dallas Cowboys need to win this game, even though I still believe the Eagles will win the NFC East and also the NFC Conference, but the Cowboys need to show they can beat the Eagles in order to show them as a legitimate franchise for this year's NFL season. But the game against the Texans really does show some major issues with the Cowboys that could indeed come back to haunt them later this month in December. So far they're 2-0 in the month of December, but you gotta keep winning. Their next game will be against the Jacksonville Jaguars, who already defeated Tennessee Titans. So the Cowboys need to learn from what happened against the Houston Texans in order to proceed with progress towards the month of December with the remaining two games, the Jaguars and the Eagles on Christmas Eve. What happened to the Cowboys against the Texans is inexcusable. It's definitely a disaster of a game despite the win, and they definitely got to overcome this if they're going to be seen as a valuable franchise and one that can win the Super Bowl this year. The Cowboys, many are saying, need to at least make it to the NFC Championship game because if they don't, this season will be seen as a failure, and they might look at a very interesting offseason in terms of what they'll do to recover from that. So the Cowboys right now, the Texans game was a disaster despite the win, and they must rebound from that against the Jaguars and the Eagles. But there is a looming question about this, and that is, can the Cowboys make it to the NFC Conference Championship game? I think that is indeed a possibility, but just like the Buffalo Bills, the Cowboys might fall short. And if they do, will Sean Payton come and become their next head coach. Despite all these reports about Sean Payton probably coaching either the Rams or the Chargers. Assuming the Cowboys fire Mike McCarthy as their head coach after the season due to falling short of their expectations, there is no doubt that Sean Payton could indeed come back into the conversation as the next head coach of Dallas Cowboys. That there is an offseason storyline possibly waiting to begin. Question number four is, can the Detroit Lions fight their way into the playoffs? I definitely think yes. I definitely do believe the Lions will make their way into the playoffs given how they're playing, their motivation, their fight to the end mentality, and how they keep games close. And they won five of their last six games as well. All of this definitely does work in the favor of the Detroit Lions to make a wildcard spot in the playoffs. They'll likely get the last seat available, the lowest one available, but they'll still be in the playoffs, and I definitely do think that's a strong possibility.
ability, and I definitely do see that as a strong likelihood given their recent performance. This team is going somewhere. The Detroit Lions are indeed a team on the rise. They're definitely like a pet team right now. They're not my favorite team, but I have a lot of respect and admiration for their head coach, Dan Campbell, who could also be coach of the year, assuming the Lions actually do make it to the playoffs. Now, if the Lions make it to the playoffs, which I definitely think they will, can they win a playoff game? That there remains to be seen, but also do not count them out as a dark horse in this year's NFL season. They're definitely a team that could definitely go far and much farther than many people may think. Because the Detroit Lions are one of the rare teams in the NFL right now that hold unlimited potential. And right now, that potential is only getting stronger and stronger. The next question on the list now brings me to a team that probably is on the decline, and that team is the New York Giants. The question is, are the New York Giants starting to see the end of their season? Well, this loss against the Eagles definitely is not good for the Giants, which definitely does deliver a blow to the playoff aspirations. Before this game was played, there was talk that all four teams from the NFC East might make the playoffs. The Giants just had to win this game, but they didn't. The Eagles won, and also in a very dominating fashion. So maybe the Giants, their season right now, might be on a decline. But also, they had a good season overall if that does happen. So if their season does fall apart, they definitely have potential to do much better next season. So maybe not making the playoffs this season, even though it's definitely not ideal for the Giants, they're still in a good position for next year's NFL season given their new coach, Brian Dable, and significant improvements to their roster. And maybe they could very well reunite with Eldell Beckham Jr. maybe in the offseason. So the Giants, their season right now probably is on a decline, and they may not make the playoffs. But the silver lining is, they definitely do have a new head coach with Brian Dable, who is also very effective. And that there could be progress enough for the New York Giants for a brighter future in the NFL. This now brings me to the next question on the list, and that is, will the Pittsburgh Steelers reset their coaching staff at the end of the season? There has been talk about coaching changes within the Pittsburgh Steelers organization, but how far will it go, and how much of an impact will it have, and also, could it mean the entire coaching staff? Now, there has been speculation that the Steelers do indeed need to make a change in their coaching staff, maybe with the coordinators, but possibly with the head coaching position, which definitely sounds much more drastic that I also don't see as likely, but possibly in the offseason, the coaching staff at the Pittsburgh Steelers organization might look different as you could see some new coordinators, some new position coaches, but could the Steelers go as far as to fire their head coach Mike Tomlin? I think it's way too drastic because Mike Tomlin is a good coach for the Steelers. I just think maybe what to do instead is bring in some new coordinators, some new position coaches to help rebuild the franchise for the next season in 2023. But going as far as a fired Mike Tomlin, that there's way too drastic, and if they do indeed part ways with Mike Tomlin, he'll most definitely become one of the top head coaching candidates in the offseason. So the Steelers, it definitely does appear some changes are coming for the coaching staff, but I definitely do not think it'll be as drastic as firing Mike Tomlin. But this is the NFL, and in the NFL, the drama never ends. And also, expect the unexpected. Now my next question is, can Brock Purdy redefine Mr. Irrelevant if he does indeed take the 49ers to the Super Bowl? If he does that, whether they win or lose, he'll definitely redefine the term Mr. Irrelevant 
forever in the NFL draft because when someone's mystery relevant, the last player selected in the NFL draft is pretty much believed their NFL career is going to go nowhere that will have a short career in the NFL. But Brock Purdy so far showing that could indeed change if he does indeed stay with the 49ers and take them to long-term success in the postseason, but also probably take him to the Super Bowl in this year's NFL season. It's too soon to tell what's going to happen with him and if he can indeed take the 49ers to the Super Bowl. But if he does, and if they win, the term is relevant in the NFL and the draft will not be the same again. It's most definitely something I see as a strong possibility. So do keep an eye on Brock Purdy because he could very well be someone who redefines mystery relevant in the NFL. Speaking of quarterbacks, can the Ravens win the AFC North without Lamar Jackson? I'm going to say no on this one because Bengals right now are indeed too much competition for the Ravens in the AFC North. Maybe next season the Ravens could be more competitive, assuming they make a deal with Lamar Jackson. But right now, the AFC North, in my view, and the way things are going, definitely the Bengals division to lose. My final question is, was the Denver Broncos season years in the making? It definitely could appear so. There's an article online talking about what could have been if the Denver Broncos had drafted Justin Fields instead of Patrick Sertain back in the 2021 NFL Draft. That article is indeed very fascinating. Definitely do check it out because it talks about the butterfly effect in the NFL. And I think what happened was when the Broncos drafted Patrick Sertain, when they could have drafted Justin Fields, who's now at the Chicago Bears, they might have made a strategic blunder that they're dealing with to this very day by having Russell Wilson. If the Broncos had drafted Justin Fields, they might have been better than they are now. But now they're stuck with Russell Wilson for the next few years with no sign of improvement in sight. So maybe this Denver Broncos disaster season that we're seeing right now in the NFL could have been years in the making. It might have been even before 2021 because the Broncos could have drafted Dak Prescott and they passed on Dak Prescott who's now with the Dallas Cowboys. So maybe the Broncos, the problems they're having right now in their season, were indeed in the making for the past few years, and has now reached its climax. It's most definitely an article I recommend reading, because it really does show how bad the Broncos have gotten, and where it might have started all along. So that concludes my question segment for NFL Week 14 of the 2022 NFL season. We shall see how things go in Week 15 for the 2022 NFL season. But for now, that shall do for me on this edition of Bruce Stilled. Please do tell your friends and family about this podcast, and please rate this podcast on your desired podcast directory, as feedback is always appreciated. Also, do check out this podcast on Instagram at Bruce Stilled Podcast on Instagram. Do also stay tuned for future guest interviews, pop culture content, and further coverage at NFL season. Do enjoy some good craft beer, bourbon, whiskey. I'm Heroes Brandon. Thank you for joining me and i'll see you next time and i'll tell then be brewed and be distilled folks cheers Ah!